and welcome back to another episode of Girlboss Podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Sugu, and today's episode is all on mindset. Welcome back. So today's episode, I wanted to make very quick, very sharp, and just hopefully super motivating for anyone that's more than likely trying to either help navigate a more positive mindset or just learn some really simple, basic things that I feel like are super effective in just acknowledging, being aware of, and then of course, just understanding how you can optimize your own mindset, especially now, like we're all in Sydney, we're all, when I say we're all, I mean just me, but there's a lot of listeners as well. I know that from Sydney, Australia, and um, even other parts that are in lockdown and possibly around the world. So we're not in the most ideal living situation at the moment. Um, and that doesn't mean the mindset needs to drop at, along with everything else. So I thought this would be the perfect time just to kind of delve into things that I'm doing in a time that isn't ideal for me. Um, if you know me, the gym is like where I live. It's where I get all my happiness from. And obviously that's not accessible to me at the moment. The next best thing to that is my infrared saunas and just little treatments that I do here and there to get a break from work and training so hard. So I feel like at the moment, you know, whatever it is for you that you may not be able to access or do or you don't have anymore due to like any current situation, then hopefully this podcast can really help you out when it comes to optimizing a more positive outlook and mindset in your day-to-day life. So I just want to quickly delve into background and awareness, first of all, before I start giving you guys out some tips, because if you don't have any background on obviously how I have become better at this, I won't say I'm an expert, but I am good at turning things around from a dip or a a rut, for example. I'm really good at trying, navigating my way through that process and getting myself back to full life. So I never used to be like this. I was honestly a girl that in my teens, my early teens, that would go out and mask pretty much all of my problems. I had no idea of really what I wanted. I was very, very just like living. I I was honestly not in control of like my life. I didn't really have proper specific plans that I was actually actioning each day I definitely knew deep down that I wanted to do more and I wanted to move and I needed to be alone but making that jump I really was never ready for if that makes sense I was just very much so needed to be surrounded by a lot of people all the time and now today I'm just basically the opposite so whatever I just described right there I'm pretty much the opposite. I'm very introverted at the moment. I love people, but I actually love my own space and I really generate my own energy. I love to like delve into like things that I want and I really like to tackle problems head on. Like if there's situations and challenges and goals, like I really like to really like face things head on and just accept whatever road I have to go down in order to make the best of the situation and tackle it because like we only get one life. So if if you're somebody that isn't like I guess 
on a journey of your own currently or you do seem to get into ruts quite a bit or you're not really fully aware of like what you want and things I hope the podcast can help you a little bit in your daily habits from here so that you can start to transition out of that and start living the life that you actually want to live the next thing that I wanted to talk about was your like environment your internal behaviors your external triggers or things that may be impacting you and your mindset and also genetics and just your biological makeup and how you're maybe just been taught through the years from childhood to now and then of course there's also like mind training and self-development things that you may or may not have done so there's always a lot of reasons as to why somebody can get into a rut and also for some people it can be temporary and it can be new and it can be situational for other people it may just be that you need to do a lot more training and self-development than another person but the most important thing to know is that nobody is born negative and nobody is born positive like we're just our brain is just there to honestly keep us alive and the mindset side of things is honestly all about like initially how you're brought up and how you're trained to think and what your culture has sort of embedded in you and what you're basically wired like into adult like it's based off your experiences and then um it's kind of up to us to kind of understand and become aware of like what the good and bad parts of that um that wiring are and then to optimize them for ourselves which is pretty much what I've been trying to work on I definitely have some really great things that have been instilled from childhood like my loyalty and just my ability to really love and love hard people things what I do and just also the kind of uh, just there's a few different good things but then there were also some really negative things about my like the way that I had become um, just from I guess like how I was thought not like my parents actual fault but like just things that you learn as a child and your perception of the world and obviously how that then affects how you go about things and how you do things and how you treat others and x y and z so on and so forth so basically there is a journey and it's honestly it's a never-ending journey because obviously you have your childhood but then you also have your your adult life and all the things that are happening now and have happened then and every single experience kind of amounts to like how much we trust how much we feel like whether we see things as good or bad a risk or not a risk etc so obviously the more experiences that we have the more of this that's going to build up unless we actually go in and we tackle it and we figure out how we can optimize the base of the experiences to kind of give us a like a clearer path so that we're not always terrified of things and we're not always like like putting walls up and stuff and we're not always falling into ruts and waiting for motivation and also so that we're not going to just do things when we're feeling comfortable and we're feeling supported but also when we're feeling uncomfortable and maybe not as supported or not as safe so yeah I hope that that was a bit of a mouthful (laughs) but it gives you an idea as to like how things can be done if you are 
wiring yourself and developing your brain and your mindset in a way that's actually going to allow you to get things done no matter what. So I would honestly say the first thing is just awareness. It's honestly giving yourself space, like not always calling a friend to talk about things that aren't addressing your problem. I know that we all want support and we all want to like rant and vent and especially when we're not in a good space, but not unless you're obviously a risk to yourself. Like you want to take some time to positively reflect, like actually start identifying, like looking at this as a task, like a self-awareness task and not feeling alone just because you're on your own doing this. It honestly is human nature to not have good things about you. And I think it's really important to like not feel bad about that. And it's also human nature to have certain like it's human to have some of the problems that you're about to like write down and notice about yourself and it's okay like I know that you probably have higher expectations for yourself or lower expectations sometimes but if you remove all of the things that you should or shouldn't be and you just start to become really truthful with yourself and you go okay this is up until today I'm acknowledging what I am, what I'm not, what I like, what I don't like, what's working well in life, what what really isn't working. And then, you know, just figuring out each and every aspect of what makes you you today. And yes, this can be really confronting, but it's a really important exercise because you know what, like, even if you don't want to like face it consciously, subconsciously, it's there. And it impacts confidence. And it impacts a lot of things when you want to do have a really healthy relationship, where you want to have a healthy, like a healthy attitude just toward doing things. And also, when you see other people doing things like it's really, this all starts from within. And unless you confront yourself about what your imperfections and perfections are, and what that you know and what that and what those things are and you start to accept that that is what it's been up until today maybe it'll be like this for a while and you figure out like the things about yourself that you want to change or you want to improve on and by doing this exercise it really does take away your your the first thing i i think this takes away which often is like an internal thing that stops people from going after big goals and stuff is external judgment when you're when you're actually sitting down and you're reflecting the things about yourself that you really want to change that may not be optimal for yourself or others and aren't the most positive characteristics of like how you react to things or how you think of certain things or how you judge certain things and you go and you really try and strip that back and you really try and think about like is that actually a positive way of looking at things um and 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 also if you are aware that it's not and it's not benefiting yourself or others you need to also kind of get to a position where you're not going to justify that as just being who you are and brushing over it because although that's easier and a lot of people will do this. It's not productive for your self-confidence because like I said before, if you're not willing to accept your own faults and address them and actually try and improve them, you're really not going to accept others. Where And that's where you see judgment and hate and jealousy and all these things coming out. And it's that's your subconscious. You don't even really know you're doing it. 
And I used to be like this because I didn't know my own faults. I didn't want to believe I had any. And I know that probably sounds really bad. But like when I was like in in my early teens, like up until I was like 19, I never thought about this stuff. I honestly, I didn't know this was a thing. I I wouldn't have even known where to start. And the more I tried to work on becoming better, um, but just a better person and learning how to rewire like how I thought about things and how I connected with people and the types of conversations I had I actually had to start with like me addressing like who I was and it's so good because it not only teaches you that damn I'm nowhere near where I want to be even if you're an amazing person and you've accomplished so much there's always stuff when you're constantly looking at who you are and you're being honest with yourself there's always stuff you can improve you know that you're not in a position to judge other people. And that is one of the most empowering things for other people to like be able to share their ideas and things about themselves to you. Um, But it's also so empowering for you because you know what? You're going to be on your own mission and you're not going to have any time to judge anyone else on, on what they do or have these sorts of feelings of jealousy and stuff like that because if you know that you're working on improvement, you really don't have a lot to be jealous of because it's a never ending journey. And the more you do it, the better you get at it and the better of a person you become, not externally, but internally. And that does transfer to how you actually treat others and what you actually do in the world with your time to actually help others and really feel good about it, like actually wanting to do that. So awareness and reflection and pulling yourself apart for the better is the number one place to start. Keeping in mind though, because I know a lot of people are probably not in the best place. This is a positive exercise and it's not here so that you can like bash yourself and feel worse about yourself. It's here so that you can actually start working on different things about yourself so that you can become a much better version of yourself and begin that process. And that's where everybody starts. Because like I said before, we're all wired initially to where you are now if you've never tried to embark on this before is just based off like what your friends think depends on how old you are what your parents think what your society thinks what 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 your interests kind of involve and stuff like that like it's all perception and you just got to remember it's a big wide world and everybody thinks very very differently and some people do really really well having none of your beliefs and none of your thoughts. So it's really worthwhile to start exploring and start getting curious and start understanding that your world is simply your world until you start to really branch out. And it's not until you do this reflection of what's good and what's not so good and what's benefiting you and benefiting others that you really start to get a better understanding of this so that you can navigate from where you are currently and it really is customed to you then so you're not just starting a random on a random day following steps that mean nothing to you you've actually started at the root and you're going to address it all the way up so that you can actually make um, significant progress so I feel like that exercise alone can take a while and to be honest with you I recommend allowing yourself to take a while when you figure out things that you know are not beneficial or that or things that are beneficial about your personality yourself how you think blah 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 start looking at ways little things you can do each day to better the good things and then how you can re readdress or rewire some of the things that aren't really serving you 
And sometimes you're not going to have answers for all of them, but the more, most important thing is prioritizing the things that are affecting and impacting your life in the most negative way in what you think. So if you can figure out what are the things that really are holding you back or making life not so good, then that's probably one of the most important starting points in prioritization. This is where you can actually figure out whether you may need some professional help and guidance that may be in a form of a therapist or psychiatrist. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, because taking that leap is like sometimes one of the best leaps that you can take when it comes to making sure that you're, you know, putting yourself on a path to renavigate. It's almost like life coaching, you know what I mean? But for personality, if you're a problem and the things that are that you've kind of looked at from this exercise are just too big for you to know where to start. It's so important to call in professional help. It's honestly like everything else in the world. If you're not an expert, you always need professional help. Even if you're really good at it, it's always good to have somebody that's an expert in that area and always get their input. So don't be ashamed to do that and don't be afraid to put money into that because this is something that's going to serve you for the rest of your life, something that's worth it. So that's where I would start. I would prioritize. And then once I, let's just say you've gotten to a stage in life where like you figured that out, you've kind of got a couple of different things in place, whether it be from professional help or you've started to like address everything and you've got really good ideas on how you're going to, um, how you're going to structure, improve and maybe change a couple of the behaviors and things by practicing over time and being fully aware of all of this, then you can definitely um, start to create like different things each day, like a new structure, which is something I feel everybody needs. I actually talk about structure all the time because I honestly feel like sometimes in life, people, especially nowadays, like I feel the internet is so amazing in so many ways but it also just gives people a lot of freedom that isn't always as beneficial as what people say it is online having the day every single day just like completely free to do whatever you want sounds like it's a really good idea but our minds and bodies really do crave routine and structure like having a nine-to-five job is almost like frowned upon in today's world everyone wants the laptop life to like get up when they want, go to bed when they want, etc, etc. But the reality is like, we need a circadian rhythm, we need to be in routine. And having a job sometimes is, is like it holds a lot of people accountable. And if you don't have a job, having a wake up time and a set routine that you actually discipline yourself to stick to is I cannot, I cannot tell you how valuable this is, but it is life changing it honestly is a lot of the time the reason why people get extremely low after you know they get fired or they lose their job or there's a recession people just are out of routine and it's because you're so used to having you know to be somewhere and you're so focused on making it there and sometimes you're going to be tired and stuff like that and you're not going to want to go but making sure that you like almost treat yourself as like an external boss sometimes to be there when you say you're going to be there and go there every day regardless of whether or not you want to is extremely like it's highly valuable for your life and I honestly really do recommend doing it the next thing that I recommend doing is 
I know this is probably like a little bit more advanced, but I'm a huge believer in like the like the brain and body and just having everything optimal. So obviously this is more like a to-do list type thing, but I really want you guys to actually start looking at things like your water intake, your nutrition intake, your sleep and understanding how you're doing that and how effective that is for your mood. Like obviously I could go on and on and on about uh, you know, what you're putting in your body and how that may be affecting your mood and your energy and your levels of uh, just your levels of, of motivation and productivity. But there's just certain habits that I've formed over the years. And uh, implementing these habits have really helped helped encourage great gut health, which is like, they call it like the second brain of your body. Having good gut health is something I honestly, I, I'm not going to go into it like too much on this podcast, but I can if you guys want me to in another one. I've obviously been doing um, training and nutrition for eight years. So that's just something I do outside of my work. I don't earn any money from that. It's just something I'm never going to stop working on and studying. I'll always be an athlete for the rest of my life. But I also want to just emphasize like how I used to like eat whatever I wanted. I used to probably have really bad gut health and not know it. And I'm not even joking, like these things dramatically affect how you feel on a daily basis, regardless of what anyone else tells you, you need to be healthy um, from the inside out just because you're not gaining weight and just because some people just want to focus on aesthetics. I can honestly say it doesn't mean they're happy and their gut is happy and it doesn't mean their brain is happy, even though they might have the perfect body image. The number one thing when it comes to your body is, you know, having sufficient sleep, making sure that you're exercising correctly in a way that's actually serving your brain and body health. Like we have so much more than just muscles and so much more than just like a day to wake up and fall asleep and just do the bare minimum in. We honestly have, our bodies need a lot from us and it's so important to actually like learn the basics of that. This is your body. Like you need to know how it works, at least at a basic level, you know, making sure you drink pure water. The amount of people I know that don't even like water is is it like it's ridiculous. And I can honestly say, like, just because you don't like something doesn't mean that it's not beneficial for you. Water is beneficial. You shouldn't be mixing it with cordial. You shouldn't be swapping it out for like soda water. Your body needs actual water. Like if you are able to pull your skin off and look at all your poor little organs, your heart, your lungs, everything trying to work for you, and you're just putting more pressure on it, it's keeping you alive. It's not giving you any trouble, but later on, it probably will. And it may do that in a mental, you know, it may do that mentally for you, but don't make the 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 process of keeping you alive any harder for it. Like you are in complete control of what goes in and comes out of your body. And it really is important that you make those processes for your body super efficient and optimal. We've also got a a nervous system that I try to, like, it doesn't happen, I will be honest, every single day, just because I get it. Life does get busy and people, you know, something can come up. But I try to get up every morning at 5.30 for sunrise And it is so important for your eyes to hit sunlight in the morning. 
Um, the first thing in the morning that you want to be doing is not looking at blue light, not switching on your phone. You want to be getting out into um, the sunlight, starting to do a walking forward motion to get your motors properly functioning for your brain and your body to work optimally through the day. This is science-backed information and something that everybody needs to be doing because the eyes, I'm not a scientist, so I know that there's like photo something, photosynthesis or something, that's I'm pretty sure that's the the term, but um, it's in the back of our eyes and it basically requires day sunlight to um, switch on to help us to function each and every day at the highest level that we can. And that's got to be first thing in the morning before you do anything else. And the next thing as well that I would recommend is making sure your body has enough electrolytes. This is just a way of hydrating. It's super like it's super counterproductive to be dehydrated on any given day and it's also super um super effective as well to give your digestive system some rest so not always filling it up um with lots and lots of food and just making sure that you do have periods where you are allowing everything in your digestive tract to go through so that you can regain alertness and energy because actually it makes you a lot really really fatigued um, well, most people, it makes you really, really fatigued if you're not eating accordingly and your body is trying to, is sending all the blood to the gut area to constantly break down food. Your brain power is going to be a lot lower just because the primarily, the blood flow will primarily be in your digestive system and in your gut. So you obviously need to bear this in mind if you're somebody that's trying to be more alert at work or more alert throughout the day um, for certain projects and tasks. Generally, I will leave my largest meals to the end of the day. That's not from a calorie perspective. That's more just so from a work productivity uh, perspective. I like have researched quite heavily on how to optimize my brain function. I also want to be in shape. I also want to perform really well. So I've got really high demands on my brain and body. But now I'm starting to realize like what certain things do in the body and when. So timing is really, really important. Um, if you're somebody, I'm sure you are, that's looking at, you know, better brain health and better mood, better recovery, more positivity and a better mindset. When you synchronize everything, yes, this is a very in, I guess like it's kind of in depth because there's a lot of steps. There's so much you can do. Um, but if you're in a rut, at least you're like, damn, I've got a lot to do. Um, then, you know, it's, this is a really great starting point. The amount of layers and layers and layers, it's like a never ending journey, um, that you can do. It's, it's, it's so exciting and it's something that you'll have with you for life. And I hope that this, podcast honestly has helped you to understand just how much you can be doing if you're not feeling good so if you're not implementing any few of the couple of things I've talked about and tracking them at least writing down each day how certain things are impacting and um, benefiting you it would be a great starting point to get you out of a rut or to help you develop a more positive mindset even feeling more fulfilled like I know a lot of people are probably in a lot more financial um financially stressful situations at the moment because of the whole world climate and lockdowns and things like that so obviously fulfillment isn't going to be as high in that area but it doesn't mean that the rest of your life needs to plummet with it with it you can 100% get yourself on track in other ways that you may not have had ever uh, a good chance to do 
um, when you're working so or when things are going well. So it's a great time to start always when life isn't going too well because it makes it forces us to prioritize self-development and actually start addressing things that are going to come up again if life doesn't go our way or things get you know cancelled or don't work out or there's another pandemic we want to be well and truly prepared to not drop the ball in this area and learn how to manage and adapt so i hope this helped so much i will see you guys all next week and yeah thank you so much for listening bye